Welcome to the Cackalack Panthers Chat Podcast, coming to you quasi-live from the Gate City. Folks, we are the official, unofficial Carolina Panthers Podcast. The statements made on this show do not necessarily represent the opinions of those individuals making them. Opinions may change on the fly, after conscious deliberation, or for no reason whatsoever. And finally, as Mel likes to remind us, we are grossly unqualified to give our opinions on professional football players, but we in no way let that stop us or even give us pause. My name is Adam. I am one of your four hosts tonight. We got the band back together. Woo! <laughs> I have here with me BK, Wilstradamus, and Mel. Are y'all ready to get started? Let's do it. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, BK, who is tonight's sponsor? Thanks, Adam. This week's podcast is brought to you by the NFL Diversity Training, where mandatory translates to how much money do you have? And will anyone find out mandatory isn't really mandatory? And if anyone finds out, it is really mandatory. (laughs) Uh, That's a hell of a sponsor. (laughs) Well, it was, in fact, mandatory. Yeah, no. After it wasn't. uh, Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Here's looking at you, Nikki, Nikki T. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we got the band back together, guys. <laughs> to talk about the new coach and Will, we know you love him. So take us away. Yeah, it's um, not my favorite hire. Uh, I did not want Wilkes. And, you know, I've, I feel like I've gone to bat a little bit for Reich in the group chat. Um, just because, you know, I think he is better than Wilkes. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not an exciting hire. I, I'm, I'm, I feel pretty good about it overall. I think Tepper got the guy that he was looking for in terms of, you know, offense. He's in, on the offensive side of the ball. He has head coaching experience. You know, Tepper's shying away from the young guns probably, I think, is when uh, Ben Johnson is that his name? Mm-hmm. When he yeah. went back to Detroit. Yeah. I think that was the end of, you know, trying to go for a, a young guy. And and so he uh, went with the pick that I think a lot of people had been predicting. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it works out. Kind of feels like, you know, you're 43, 44, never been in a long-term serious relationship, and you just settle <laughs> with the girl <laughs> that you just recently started dating. I've got to get somebody. <laughs> i got to get somebody, you know. And my last girl, I wasn't enamored with her, so it's going to be you. So, uh, but I think there's a, I think there's a lot to like about, about right. Winning record is, is, is a positive. It is a big positive. It is. Here's the thing about coaches and I'm going to start with the uh, all-encompassing caveat of we're never going to know who's right and who's wrong because by or, n- or who's right and who's wrong. <laughs> oh, that was good. That's good, Spice. <laughs> and more importantly, none of us are ever going to admit that we were wrong within this group. But my opinion is that when you make a coaching change, it should never be for like a lateral person. If you're going to get rid of someone, it should be like a pretty significant step up. And while Reich has more experience as a head coach and has some success, my concern is, is if you look at what they both did this year, both had 
not great teams, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're, no one's going to say the Colts had a stellar roster and that he should have been crushing it with that roster. But I think we all acknowledge that the Panthers also did not have a, you know, impressive roster, roster, especially after we got rid of CMC. I think most people thought that was the end. We're going for the number one pick mm-hmm. and we were hoping to tank or at least some people, not people in this room. And instead, Reich ended up with a losing record and Wilkes ended up 500, almost taking a team that was one in four, one in five when he got them. And one in five. One yeah. in five when he got them and bringing them within one game of the playoffs, literally more one than four. One in four. Yeah, one one in four? Yeah. Uh, either right. way, You're more right. than more than doubling their win percentage when he took over them. And I think it's relevant that that's the core group that he's that they have to work with. So could Reich be great? Could he be the right guy? Yes, he could be the right guy. He could be exactly what the Panthers need, but nothing about the hire was like, wow, we significantly upgraded at the coach position. And, um, you know, it is what it is. He's a strong Island guy by birth, so I can't hate on him. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm not like Will said, I'm not like head over heels for him. I don't know if it's the right move. There's certain things where I feel like it's not, but well, we'll, we'll let them play. That's why they play the games. Mel, well, what you think? Well, to what you said, and you brought up a good point. Um, of course, I was feeling better about it until I came in here and heard y'all started talking. But because you know, I always wanted Wil- Wilkes. But to your point, BK, feeling like a kind of a lateral move. In fact. Wilkes inherited what he was given. He didn't get to pick what he wanted, and Reich had that. Had that. It was his team. Sure. So if he didn't have the quarterback, it kind of was his fault. You yeah. know. Yeah. And and it isn't as though he had no quarterback. I think we. Well, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to speak for everyone, but I mean, he started the season with Matt Ryan. We started with Baker Mayfield. Right. Matt Ryan is past his prime, but at the same time, I would have thought he would have been better. I would have thought he would have been. He's better. pretty atrocious. I mean, he is. He was awful this year. He and was, I don't think that's because of the Colts. I. Um, he was awful, but I don't know what happened. I, I mean, Baker was awful too. Yeah. But Matt Ryan was really awful. Yeah. And he he was awful without Frank Reich. So. I I don't know what's going to happen here. I I I I can hear the the reluctance in Will's having to cheer this on. <laughs> definitely definitely reluctance <laughs> to a yeah. certain degree. I I think in part Will gets a little bit of what he wanted, which is um you know an offensive guy. I don't know that anybody's saying that he's a he's a guru or anything like that. But uh, he looks like to me he's going to be a steady hand at the wheel. And relative to the roller coaster we went on with Rule, um, the midseason change to Wilkes, and the absolute catastrophe that we've had uh, with the quarterback situation, you know, I, I, it's not a bad move. It's not a sexy move, but we went with sexy before, and look what that got us. You know, yeah, the sexiest actually. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, Rule was the. How could we call Rule sexy in I, any way, shape, or yeah, form? Yeah, I was thinking in my brain. I just got gayer trying to think of that Rule as sexy. <laughs> Woo! Oh yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. Um, Sorry. <laughs> 
But, uh, you know, I, I think there's a couple of things going for him. Uh, to Melanie's love of Wilkes, you know, Reich is not a Charlotte guy per se, but he was the first ever Carolina Panther quarterback. His family's all located in North Carolina. His brother is the head coach of Wingate's football team, which is mm-hmm. something. Uh, his daughter's... I think it's Wingate. I was, well, it's, that went no, in my brain. No, I no. thought of it. See, here's the thing. No. It used to, my brother went there years ago, and it was Wingate. Yes. Now, people, because my niece went there, and they called it Wingate. And so what's the right answer? Because apparently now it's called Wingate. They're probably trying to class it up. Yeah. I'm going to say in the late 90s, I had a coach who was from Wingate, and he was pretty insistent <laughs> that it was Wingate. Mm-hmm. We were all like, what the hell is Wingate? But I mean, Wingate sounds and, a little classier. And back when my brother went, it was only a two-year school, too. So he oh. transferred out to Appalachian. I think I think that's right. Yeah, well... Uh, Winget or whatever it's called, <laughs> you know, is where uh, Joe Wright coaches and has been there, I think, like something like 20 years, though. Oh, so wow. he's been there a long time. I, I could be a little off there. Don't hold me there. But, um, you know, Wright had some success at Indianapolis. I was looking at his record. Uh, 2018, he joins Indianapolis, uh, started one in five that season, turned it around one nine straight to go 10 and six. Um, lost in the division round to Kansas City. Next year, 7-9, and nine, not great. Andrew Luck was out the whole time, and Jacoby Brissett was his quarterback also. Oh, look so, at yeah. the facts. 2020 has an 11-5 and five season. That's Philip Rivers. Yes. Oh, Phillip, yeah. That was Philip yeah. Rivers. Yeah. Philip yeah. Rivers, yeah. yeah. Next season uh, goes 2021, 11-5 also. Uh, this year, 2022. Uh, I think so, 21, he was 9-8. Yeah, he was nine and eight with Carson. With Wentz. Carson Wentz. Oh, and whoever I, I, else. I might be Carson looking at the wrong injured. thing then. Um, yeah, but he was with. <clears throat> excuse me, with Carson Wentz in Philly, right? So yeah, that's and they sort went to of super brought him over. Yeah. yeah, made him an MVP candidate. He did, uh, and and he won the Super Bowl as a coordinator with Nick Foles. So that's yeah. kind of impressive. Yeah, so you know, definitely, I think there's some coaching pedigree that we can be optimistic about. I think we all have. Uh, well, we'll see. The draft time's not here yet when we all get real super hype about how good we're going to be the next year. But uh, before that happens... It depends on the quarterback we pick up, I think. If they, if they grab a quarterback and they jump up to grab a quarterback, I think we'll be pretty hype. You guys think we can get Malik this year in the draft? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Spice. I, see, I don't, I see I don't want to jump up and grab a quarterback, but that's not what we're here for. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. But no, no, I'm just saying, you know, we'll see what happens. He, he, I think one of his daughters lives in... Um, in Charlotte, one or two. One uh, is from here, the Gate City. Uh, got her master's and um, PhD at UNCG in sports psychology, I believe. And I think that's why yeah. she got hired on with the Panthers. So. I think she's actually in marketing. Oh, she is. marketing. Mm. She's in marketing. Her, that's Hannah. I thought that was Avery. Am I y'all, wrong? Y'all went deep with this which, analysis. Which one got hired? I, I thought it was, it was Hannah that got hired. I'm and pretty sure it was Avery that got Leah hired. Leah is the one that has the husband, husband that was a big a Panthers, Panthers fan. fan. Yeah. I'm thinking it's Avery. I'm thinking, let's see, you could be right. For y'all listening in try. the world, we're going to put this on pause for a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look this up. It was Hannah Wright that was, uh, she joined the staff of the Carolina Panthers in the marketing wow. department. Oh, wrong one. Wrong. Uh. <laughs> no, that's the wrong one. Wow. <laughs> People are gonna, wait, do we have to? 
None of that worked. Oh, that was amazing, though. <laughs> what were you looking for? The the the, the crowd noise, the cheer. Uh, I was going to try to get it to cheer. I love the way he misses. No matter which no one matter, he needs, yeah. he misses. He'll program it 15 seconds before he hits the buttons. <laughs> All right. And, uh, okay. Well, good job, Mel, about getting that right. And um, we're going to move along now. <laughs> what were we even talking about? about I don't which know. which uh, daughter about, was working for the Panthers? Huge, huge diversion. Just the. <laughs> All right, BK, what is the fun topic of this special podcast? Thanks, Spice. So the fun topic this week, in light of the uh, conference championship games this weekend, there was a, uh, I'll just say, a large number of former Panthers who were representing this weekend out there. Uh, So the fun topic of the week is going to be, what former Panther had the biggest impact, or let me try that again, (laughs) impact. Impact. (laughs) Hold on. I'm leaving that in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who had the biggest impact? <laughs> Mel, we're going to throw it to you. <laughs> oh, sweet baby Jesus. That's good. <laughs> All right. So the fun topic of the week is going to be what former panther... <laughs> <laughs> to fall out of a chair. Oh. oh. All right, let me try we'll, one more We'll be time. right back after these messages. <laughs> don't look at her, anybody. Yeah, don't look. It's I'm just like, going to look down and read. It was like that news reporter that was trying to do the uh, the whole news segment about Chris P. Bacon, and he couldn't keep it together. Chris P. Bacon. <laughs> He was crying on TV. He's like, oh, I can't do it. Oh, Is that man. one of our staff? <laughs> yeah. Do we have him on staff? Yeah, he was on. Yeah, yeah. He was on for a little bit. Oh, sweet Jesus. All right. <clears throat> All right. So the fun topic of the week is what former Panther had the biggest impact on the oh. conference championship? Fucking <laughs> My hand broke down. I was like... <laughs> A championship. Chip. <laughs> These it's better make the highlight real. The championship. <laughs> oh my god, my stomach hurts so much. Oh, a championship. Who had the biggest impact? <laughs> and who's gonna make it to the championship? <laughs> BK, if you were a character, we cannot make it any better, dude. I know. know. Oh, sweet Lord. That was good. Is that going to count as a guest appearance from Reverend Spicy? (laughs) Oh, man. I was trying to protect my language there on impact, and I took it out on the championship. Oh. Oh, boy. You really my got stomach. that. This time you got impact. <laughs> my stomach hurts. Y'all. I got something in my eye. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my god. All right. Okay. I'm going to do it. All right. All right. The fun topic this week is what former Panther had the biggest impact on conference championship weekend? 
And before we jump in there, uh, it does look like former Panthers were well represented. I've got Butker, Eli Apple, Hassan Reddick, Christian McCaffrey, of course, and James Bradbury as being all former Panthers that were in the conference championship games. Did I miss anyone? I think that's it. That's Do we really right. need to count Eli Apple? <laughs> <laughs> he was a Panther. Hey, okay. Butker, we cut in camp. So, yeah. well. I'll say this, though, to his credit. I mean, was, we, we could have used him in the secondary this year. I'm, I'm telling sure we you, we would have done better. He was – I felt bad – well, I guess he, he was talking smack a lot. I didn't see that before the game, and that's why everybody yeah, was roasting him so much. Yeah, wasn't – I mean, wasn't he one of those players that Rule was like, oh, you'll never play in the NFL or something like that? Am I making that, that up? That was or? Eli Apple. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. He for sure said it. All right. So, what former Panther had the biggest impact this weekend – Will Stradamus? <laughs> um, well, what? What former Panther had the, the biggest impact? I was going to say spicy, but then like you look like you were not ready. so. I'm always ready, All right. BK. All right. What former Panther had the biggest impact this weekend? Spicy. Yeah, I don't know that the stats will back this up, but it had to be Christian McCaffrey. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, I think he both ran the ball, caught the ball, threw the ball, punted the ball. <laughs> <laughs> He coached the team. Uh, he was making trades up there yeah, during, yeah. The, <laughs> during the course of the game. Uh, really hated for him that things turned out the way that they did. Uh, really just kind of freak you know, injury to uh, Brock Purdy there. That's it, a bummer of a way to lose a game. It really right? is yeah. because, I mean, you could see um, that, I mean, their offense was just run the ball and try to be as creative as possible running the ball. But when there's no threat of – throwing it uh it really just limits you you know immensely and as good a team as philadelphia was there was no way they were going to let a, a, a san francisco team that was down get back in the game solely by running the ball and they really had no other options i mean dude their third string quarterback brock purdy comes in has a great five games uh he's seven he's and one actually seven and one okay whatever it is but um i mean phenomenal you know uh, brock purdy was the third string yeah. He was third string yeah. behind was Trey Lance Jimmy. and then Garoppolo. They both went uh, down. Okay, that's, then, I forgot then, about Trey Lance. Yeah. It's been so long. Then you bring Justin Johnson in who gets an immediate concussion. <laughs> <I fell. laughs> and, and poor guy it's, uh, didn't so even know his name. That's, yeah. that's how bad he was. It's Josh. <laughs> oh, Josh. Yeah, well, whoever. I, mean, I felt so bad for him. It was horrible. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're the offensive line for San Francisco, you've got to be asking some real questions here, though. I mean, four quarterbacks get injured to that degree in, in a season. That's anyway. That's right. OK. So uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. Mel. Um, I, w I would have to say Hassan Reddick, because while CMC was carrying the team on his back, literally, um, well, at least he was carrying the uh, eagles on his back i guess i mean <laughs> the niners <laughs> the niners probably no, was no, carrying a few no, no, eagles no, no, on some of those no runs. Uh, is, is it that time during the podcast uh, where you, you take a nap <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, well well it was it was the eagles it was the eagles yeah. right they played yeah. eagles yeah, yeah. They yeah. Played against i was the just eagles. saying wait a minute i got the wrong team he was literally carrying eagles on his back as he oh. was running for yeah. that oh, touchdown okay, gotcha. good point good gotcha. point but I would have to say Hassan Reddick because they could not quit calling his name. He was no, he and was, his plays were impactful. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And he's the one that injured the quarterback, so right. he took him out yeah. for sure. Um, what do he have? Sixteen or sixteen and a half sacks this year? Um, 
I mean, what a pickup by Man, Philly. Man, he almost meet Will's the thing that he predicted for Brian Burns. Yeah. 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 I mean, and it's crazy because he got paid, what, $48 million for three years or something like that? And people are calling that like a steal, which, I, I mean, I guess relative to his production, it has been a steal. Yeah, I thought he was under $15 million a year. Um, but we didn't so. have a chance to get him. He wanted to go to Philly, didn't he? We, he wanted we, to go to Philly, yeah. yeah. It wasn't just like rule, just said, eh, we don't need you. Yeah, I don't think we could have afforded him, but... You know, I. But anyway, nonetheless, it seems like it was a good deal for. He did, yeah, he took a discount. To I didn't realize Indomitian Sue was playing for Philly, man. He came in late, partway late, through, right? Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, man, they seem to have a pretty dominant front four. Yeah, for sure. Wilstradamus. Uh, I think it would have to be Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, for sure. I don't have anything beyond. I, I, I like what Adam said. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. I got you with trades. No. Huh? No. Okay, cool. never mind. Uh-huh. No, I was saying he was also making trades during the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that. I like that. That's funny. Had you at hello? No? Okay. Yeah, so I... Moving along. I, I was leaning Hassan Reddick. I, I think I texted y'all. It was the Hassan Reddick show in that yeah. game for a little while. You can't discount uh, Butker getting the uh, game-winning kick, though. That's clearly impactful. But I'm going to throw another name out for y'all. He wasn't in the game. But Greg Olson, oh my gosh. on the commentary, he did a great job. You know what? He has been fantastic, and for as good as he was as a player, and likely a Hall of Fame player, right? I mean, someone who may go Maybe. to the Hall of Fame based Maybe. on his numbers. Maybe, yeah. I I think that's plausible. I think he is a fantastic commentator, and uh, you know, I just hate to see some of the talk that for as good as he's been, as soon as Brady decides he's done, yeah, he's moving in that. on that, uh, what, that territory. I think it was like Joe Person or somebody like that that said something to the effect of, I hope Brady pe- plays until he's like 84, just so I can keep watching Greg Olson, yeah. you know, on the Fox broadcast. He's, he's been really good. Uh, overall, I think Hassan Reddick this weekend was, I mean, he was unstoppable. He was a force on the field. Christian McCaffrey obviously – Carried the load in so many different ways. Yeah. But Hassan Reddick's plays uh, were literally game changing. And uh, man, be nice for him to still be a Panther. I agree. For as good as he's been over his career, and we've talked in podcasts long ago about kind of how he, when he first came out, wasn't really that renowned, kind of a tweener defensive end and linebacker. Um, but he seems to be peaking in his career right now. And what a time to do it, man. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I wish him all the best. I mean, that's, that's what a great move. You yeah, know? Uh, we really did talk about him a lot on the show. Yeah, I mean, I think he was the one guy we were like, oh, we got to keep him. Yeah. You know? yeah. Clearly, it wouldn't have made much of a difference in our world. I don't think this year, but uh, but it certainly has been a, a really positive move for him and the Eagles. So I'm happy for him. For sure. All right, guys. Final topic of this Frank Wright podcast. Can we call it? Can we call it that? Sure. Uh, is Super Bowl predictions. We have Kansas City Chiefs, always a perennial favorite. We also have the Philadelphia Eagles, who I think arguably have been the best team from the beginning of the season. Uh, Melanie, who do you got? Well, first of all, I would like to say that I'm so over these teams that are always there being in the Super Bowl. I so want to have somebody that never gets there just to enjoy it. But with that being said, I think it's going to be the Eagles. And I kind of 
hope it is because I'm sort of over the Chiefs. They won not too long ago, but they're not really a team you look and say, like, they're a perennial contender, though. I mean, they've, they've been the best team this year, I think, hands think, down. But. Yeah. It was like, what, it was 2017? 17, because in like 18, right? Yeah. Was hired as a head coach. Oh, that's right. Right, yeah. right after well, the Super Bowl. There you go. There you go. Will, what you got? Uh, I actually think the Eagles as well. Um, Patrick Mahomes and his his hurt ankle. You know, he he looked he was playing well um, on it. I was I was really surprised, but I just that Eagles defense is really dominant, and I think their offense is you know going to be able to take advantage of the Chiefs' weaker defense. Which Mahomes is is hard to bet against, but I'm, I'm taking the Eagles. Which brings me to the point I want to ask since you brought that up, Will. I've heard before i'm sure everybody else has that defense wins championships but yet we want to be so offensive minded but i think defense is where it is because i think defense is winning these games that they've been playing in in the championship what do y'all think i think defense can keep you in games but at the end of the day i think bk made a comment about this a while back like you know if you can't score you can't win it's (laughs) true well i mean i'm not talking about versus i'm talking about I would say, would you say that the Chiefs have the stronger offense? Are they statistically the stronger offense? I, I think I saw it? somewhere that they actually are the number one offense in the league. And um, then is Philly the number I, one defense? I don't know. Or was they, that 49ers? No, that was the Niners. The Niners had the number one defense. But, you know, I, I want to say I saw a statistic, and I might be completely making this up, so I hope I sound really convincing right now. But I think I saw somewhere that, like, only one time has the number one offense – for the whole year, won the Super Bowl. So I have to think that, you know, having somewhat of a good yeah. defense. And I'm not comes saying like having that. Panthers yeah. offense versus, right, right. you know, the top defense, but I'm just saying all things, you know, top offense versus top defense. I think the defense is going to win. Yeah, I think, I think the Eagles have a better defense than the Chiefs do at this point. Yeah, I don't, uh, I, I don't think it's debatable either. Uh, I don't know about, I mean, your offense really needs to be able to reliably score at least 24 points in a game, though, in any given game. If they don't, if they can't do that, then your defense is not winning you anything. Well, I mean, I agree with that as well, but I just don't see all the hype about you got to have an offensive coach. Sure. No, I follow where you're going with that. Yeah, but I think to Will's point, it's got to be complimentary football, you know, if you're going to have. Always. Yeah. you you got to be able to score, especially in big games, man. I mean, you know, it's one thing to have a stellar defense but once you get down you got to be able to come back and i and i think that's really where um elite quarterbacks tend to separate themselves is just their ability to kind of manage a game when it really really matters and we've covered that in in depth here but bk who do you got this is hard being Ooh, i know where this is going being a strong island girl at heart it's hard but uh, my son picked the Eagles. He said the Eagles are going to win, and I'm I'm going to just go with him because <laughs> why not? Uh, I, I'm also I, Mel. I'm I, you know you said you're a little bit over some of these same teams showing up. I feel like I've reached the breaking point with the Chiefs, where like I, you know, when they first started being successful a few years yeah. ago, I was like, wow, this is refreshing. They're great, but I'm kind of like ho hum on them at this point. Yeah, like okay, they've just- been around a while. And uh, I don't know, Jalen Hurts is really fantastic. They've got a lot of very good players, and um, 
you know, as much as I typically don't love Philly teams, I mean, some of the antics of the 49ers in this game made me Ooh, really be yeah. like, they were um, hey, the Eagles are not the unlikable team here. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's the Eagles team. I think it's the Eagles fans. <laughs> I think it is the Eagles fans. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. But they'd be, uh, they'd be bumping and grinding up in the Panther Stadium. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man, I forgot I don't about see that. nothing wrong. <laughs> Get out the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know talking about the Chiefs, the one thing I have said I cannot stand about the Chiefs is Patrick Mahomes' wife. And I thought, well, she's been kind of quiet lately. Then I saw on the news, like, tonight, before I came, I'm seeing her, like, all up, you know, doing all these selfie things and celebrations. I'm like, oh, God, if they win, we're going to have to watch this again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm just kind of over her, so... Uh, I'm going to go with my son's prediction and uh, my hope that Philly can pull it off. I think I heard the Chiefs are favored by like two and a half, two, something like that. Does that really? sound right? I think I, I heard know. that. Really? I yeah, know. I think That's I heard that the Eagles me. are actually the underdog. I could be wrong again. But. Well, I'll say this. I, I hope the Eagles win. I really liked Jalen Hurts. I've liked him since he came out of college playing for Oklahoma. He was unsung at the time. Did he go in the second or a third round? Second. Yeah. Second round. Well, yeah. We he picked had... Yator Grossman. Yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. He that's he had an interesting college experience because he was at Alabama and yep. was starting and then he got benched. Was it for, for Tua. Tua? He got yeah, benched for right. Tua, but was had a great attitude, then went to Oklahoma and did fantastic. Yeah. So like I he's, can respect that. He's a grinder. I think he's got a lot of those uh, intangible leadership qualities that you really want in a quarterback. I don't know that he's the most talented quarterback. Um, he does a good job at managing games, and I think he makes the the most out of his physical traits. He's capable of running. Doesn't he have the most like rushing touchdowns of any Philly quarterback ever in a season? I think it's something like that. I have no idea. It's uh, it, it's it's up there. I think he's got eleven or twelve on the season, which is pretty impressive, you know. And and with, with Vic and McNabb as prior quarterbacks, that's yeah, it. that's really yeah. impressive. Um, and you know he he makes he makes the most out of his arm. I mean, he's got a strong arm. He's a, he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's on the level of Mahomes, and I think that's where the difference is going to be had in this game. Uh, the Chiefs did not look great in playing against Cincinnati. I was pulling for Cincinnati in that game. Uh, I really like Joe Burrow. I think he's he's got a lot of moxie, man. He does. He's got swagger, dude. He but does. Um, but anyway, uh, and and Kansas City, but for a, a mistake there at the end and and some miscues, they they were not Kansas City, uh, Cincinnati. They were right there. But one of the things about the Chiefs in that game is uh, they I think they were missing their top three wide receivers. Yeah. Um, Patrick Mahomes was on a bum ankle, and even despite that, Patrick Mahomes makes magician plays in in the course of the game. You still, he's the only quarterback in the league right now that I think can just do these crazy things where he's going across the middle, throwing on the move to a player that's moving into the back of the end zone. I mean, it's just remarkable talent. I think he may be the most talented quarterback to ever play the game. I would. I was thinking the exact same thing. I yeah. think I said that when he came out. You know, It was his second year, but it was his first full year, and he had the 50 touchdowns. And I, I remember saying that. But anyway, he's got the second most touchdowns, throwing touchdowns, of a quarterback in conference championship games in history. You know the only person he's behind? I don't want to Tom say Brady. his name. Tom Brady. Well, he would be behind two people because Voldemort. if he's got the third most, didn't you say? <laughs> he said second. He's second. Second. Oh. Behind second. Voldemort. So, you know, <laughs> and that's where I think the difference will be made in this game. He is just, he's an, he's a unique talent, and I think having been there, done that already, 
I think the stage is going to be really, really big for the Eagles. So if they don't get out and give themselves a cushion early on, I think that that pressure that just builds in close games of that magnitude is going to be there. And I think uh, I think Mahomes is just of the caliber and ability and the experience now that he he will overcome that and win. So I want I want the Eagles to win, but I don't think that they're going to win. That's where I'm at. That's that's an excellent prediction. <laughs> I didn't caveat it. I did not caveat it. All right, guys. Before we end the show, this special edition Frank Wright podcast, we'd like to thank all of those that helped make the show possible. Our chief program editor, Susan B. Cutting, our head of culinary affairs, Mo Salt, our office intern, an apprentice, our on-call and never-stalled staff urologist, I.P. Freely, our Louisiana Bayou correspondent, Alligator, our director of geriatric care, Live Long, our coastal Carolina meteorologist, Harry Kane, our Tom Brady, liaison, Hugh Jass, our office pipe inspector, Lee King, our office pasta aficionado, Al Dente, our vintage jersey collector, Antique, and finally, our in-office authority or on Barbie collection, Ken Dahl. <laughs> Do y'all have anything further? Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Let's go, Frank Wright. Thank you all for listening. See you later. Bye bye. <laughs>